0: Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. It's awesome. But um, hey, uh, this last week, obviously being Thanksgiving, I was thinking about uh, things I'm thankful for. And I'm thankful for this church uh thankful for what god's doing through our church thankful for um the ministry team that serves at this church and we're going to be celebrating them uh on our christmas uh uh, party with them it's always a great time um but i want to i want to say one team i'm super thankful for today because they you only notice them typically when things go wrong but i'm super thankful for our tech team in the back can we give our tech team in the back um i received a text message from somebody this morning Um, that just wanted to share with us that uh, a while ago they uh, they were talking to a friend and shared a message with them um, from one of our podcasts that um, uh, we're able to have because of our tech team. And I just wanted to share this message. Well, they got a text message from them or talked to them this week and found out that once they watched that first one, they haven't stopped watching us. And they've been watching us online now for months. Um, and they're attending church, but they're attending church online, and that's because of our incredible tech crew in the back, and um, and because of your giving, um, we're gonna um, that we had on our. Um Heart for the House Sunday, we're going to be able to improve some of that and uh, make that a better experience for those people that are uh, watching online. You don't have to raise your hand, but I want you to think about this for a moment um, because I know I talk to people still today um, that haven't come back since the pandemic. That literally are like, I'll bump into somebody, and um, or well, I met somebody actually um, a couple weeks ago here in our service, and it was the first church service they'd attended since the pandemic. And um, there's a lot of people out there that are still looking for something and maybe they'll never come back live, but um, we need to provide something online. And again, I just wanna say thank you so much to our, can we give them one more hand? Our tech team back there, crushing it, so good. Um, Man, uh, you know, I love uh, this time of the year. Um, I wanna say it, I'm gonna be the first to say in church, Merry Christmas everybody. And I know some of you are like, it's way too early, Pastor. I want you to know right now that my Christmas decorations in my house were up before Thanksgiving. And I know to some of you that's an absolute sin and you're like, how in the world can you do that? Did you not put the fall and Thanksgiving decorations up? No, I don't even have any fall and Thanksgiving decorations. No, we don't. Oh, oh, that's right, we have two. We have two, we have the little guy, he's a little, we put him out for one day. He's a little scarecrow guy. He literally wasn't even out for a full day. He was out for a couple hours and then we just like, get out of here. And, I mean, you can't say, you know, you can't pass it up when we got the church decorated, so. Um, But for, um, you know, this time of the year, I love it, and a a lot of times we'll do a Christmas uh, series, um, and uh, we're not going to do that this year. We will take our uh, on Christmas Eve, we'll, we'll specifically look at the Christmas story. But we're going to stick with our Soapbox series. How many of you guys getting something out of this series? Been looking at the Sermon on the Mount? And I guess in kind of a way, it kind of is a Christmas series, um, because Jesus Christ came to change life the way we know it. And as we've been looking at the Soapbox series, what we're discovering as we go through the Sermon on the Mount is that Jesus is laying out a way of life that is completely different than the way people have known it. Um, that, that he's, he literally is preaching this message and he's saying, hey, you, you're living like this, but this is the way life really is when the Spirit of God invades your life. And that's what I want us to understand as we continue today. Um, something we talked about as we started the series is um, Jesus isn't laying out, hey, now that you're saved, here's the way you ought to live life. Really what he's saying is is, hey, because of the Spirit of God invading your life, this is the way life looks like now. And it's completely different. We're not, we're not trying to line up with a set of rules that he's laying out. Instead, we're understanding this new way of life because the Spirit of God is present inside of us. And so today we're going to look at another section, Matthew chapter 5, verse 38 to 42. We've just been tackling a couple of verses at a time. How many of you guys were here last week for Pastor Debbie? Come on. She's sitting right here. How many of you guys thought that was an awesome message? All right. Um. So thankful for the great communicators that God has given us, and not just communicators, but people that love the Word and know how to um, dissect the Word and then then give it to us on a Sunday. So thankful uh, for that. You know, there's a lot of churches out there that are much larger than ours that don't have the depth of communicators that we have. God has absolutely blessed this church with incredible communicators, and so blessed uh, by Pastor Debbie and her ability to communicate that last week. Matthew chapter 5, we're going to continue And uh, we're looking uh, at today at what I said a couple weeks ago is going to be the fifth contrast, uh, where Jesus will make a statement saying, Hey, you've heard this, but I say this. And so this is going to be the fifth one. Got one more that we'll look at next week Matthew chapter 5, verse 38. I'm going to read a couple of verses. Uh, Jesus now is talking to the crowds. He's also talking to his disciples. It's entitled the Sermon on the Mount because it's in that kind of a setting. He's positioned himself so that he can be heard and what he's about to teach. In Matthew chapter five, verse 38. He says, you've heard the law that says the punishment must match the injury. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Here Jesus is um, quoting Exodus, and uh, where Exodus is laying out um, punishment, but what we need to understand in the book of Exodus is that when, when the punishments are and the law is being laid out in Exodus, that it's talking to a nation, and it's talking on a national level, and it's talking about, hey, this is the way things are going to be handled judicially. Does that make sense? And so it's not talking person to person in the book of Exodus. It's laying out a much bigger thing. Um, just like we have laws in our land, the nation of Israel needed to establish laws, and that's what's happening in the book of Exodus. And so when Jesus quotes this, he's talking about, hey, you've heard this statement. You've heard it say, uh, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. In other words, that the crime that's committed, um, that what, what is done, the, the justice that is, that is to come must be equal to it. But it's talking again on a, on a national level. And so he's addressing this. He says, so you've heard this said, but I, Jesus say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. What is he saying here? Do not resist an evil person. What he's saying is, hey, when evil happens to you by somebody, don't retaliate. Don't resist. Don't fight back. Okay? Now, we're going to put this in context here as we go throughout the message, but he says uh, that, look, when evil happens to you by an evil person— Don't try to fight back. Don't try to resist it. And then he uses this example. He says, if someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. Uh, What Jesus is talking about here, he's not talking about if someone physically attacks you. He's not talking about if someone comes up and just punches you in the face, all right? He's literally talking about an insult, and we know that because... It says here, someone slaps you on the right cheek. And so back then, if you were to insult somebody, um, what, what would happen was, is you would take the back of your hand and you would just slap them across the face, okay? And so if I use, I know, right? If I use my right hand and I come across with my back hand, I would be hitting the person on the right cheek. It's it, it's similar to, if you've ever seen those movies where the gentlemen take off their gloves and they like, okay, and... That's, that's literally what it is. Yeah, you ever seen that before? Just like, what is, and they're insulted. Um, that's what this is saying here. So it's, it's not talking about uh, necessarily someone uh, physically uh, accosting you or attacking you. It's talking about someone that has insulted you. And the reason Jesus does this, okay, the reason he mentions it, Exodus and quotes it and then brings it down to a level of an insult is because what's taking place now is people were taking something that was meant to be at a judicial level, a national level, and they were now putting that on each other. And so if you, if you looked at me weird, or if you did something, right, they were, uh, or you insulted me somehow, that all of a sudden it was like, okay, this law is now enacted. They were, they were taking it way too far. They were taking it to extremes. Are you with me? And so Jesus is saying, look, you've heard that. and Here's the problem. You've taken that now, and you're using it in every context, But that's not the way of life for a believer, okay? If someone insults you, here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn the other cheek and give them the other cheek also. Verse 40, if you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. Okay, what's happening here? Jesus is talking now. Again, we see at a judicial level, he's saying, hey, look, if someone takes you to court. Now, what we need to understand is that in the kingdom of God, and living as a believer and as a Christian, we're actually not supposed to take one another to court. We're supposed to settle matters one-on-one, or settle, and if we're not able to settle it one-on-one, we're supposed to g- gather the elders or the leaders of the church together and have them help us settle the matter. That we're not supposed to, as Christ followers, as Christians, look, we're, we're, we're a separate nation. We're a different people. We're not living like the rest of the world. We're to sol- solve our matters differently. Are you with me? And so what he's saying here is like, hey, but if someone does take you to court, here's what I want you to do. I want you to actually be generous to them rather than taking revenge on them. And that's really what these, these, these four, three or four verses we're reading are about. It's like, hey, look, there's a different way of life that I want you to live where the rest of the world seeks revenge and the rest of the world wants to go after somebody that does them wrong. I want you actually to flip that, and I want you to be generous to them. I want you to be kind to them, which is really going to set us up for next week's message about loving, loving your enemies. So Jesus says, here, if that happens and, and, and the judge awards them, you're, 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 you're sure, give them your coat also. Be generous. Go above, go above and beyond. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. What, what is Jesus talking about here? Well, there was actually a law that Roman soldiers, if they found someone, um, they, they, maybe they're on a journey um, or maybe they're walking through town, if they found someone, specifically a Jew, they could actually approach that Jew, that person, and, and say, hey, I need you to carry Uh, my equipment for me. And by law, they would have to carry it a minimum of a mile, okay? And so Jesus now is is talking to these people, very practical and and, and things that might aggravate you. I mean, how would you feel if if someone could just walk up to you at any moment and just say, hey, boom, I I want you to carry that for me? I mean, by law, you might have to do it, but inside, are you with me? I guarantee you, you're counting every step and you're not going one step past that. I I got things to do today, right? I got my own obligations, I got my own things going on, and by by law I have to do that. But listen to what Jesus says, when that happens, because what, what is he addressing? He's addressing the heart once again. Because you might have to do it by law, and you might have to carry it on the outside, you're carrying it, but on the inside. And so what Jesus does, and listen to what he says, don't just carry it one mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask, and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. I want to speak to you for the next few moments on revenge. How do we handle revenge? God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that your word is awesome. And Lord, I pray that in the next few moments that we have together, that God, you would speak to us in this place. That, uh, Lord, that every heart would be open to hear uh, what you want to speak to us today through The sermon on the mount. God, I pray you'd help me articulate it appropriately. So Lord, I pray that you'd help me now in this place, create an environment for people to discover your son, Jesus, know your incredible love, and realize the awesome plan that you have for them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I bet you every single one of us sitting here uh, could think about a moment in our life where something happened to us and we wanted to retaliate. We wanted to have revenge. Um, and I know some of you are like, well, I'd have to think back a long ways. Um, I'm sure there's probably something in the last month, right? Um, there's, some, there's, there's things that happen in our life where we, we want to seek revenge. It could be something just super simple, um, but something rises up with inside. Matter of fact, um, just, just actually um, yesterday, no, the day before was yesterday, um, no, Friday, <clears throat> I went to my nephew's baseball game, and it's an eight and under team. And if you want to see some vicious people, go to a, a Little League baseball game. I mean, it is, it is insane. And, um, and the coach of the other team, um, he's not particularly a nice individual. Um, I've heard some stories about him. And so I was kind of watching to see and sure enough, man, like every inning, he was he was arguing with the ump. He was it was in the ump's ear, and he was this and he was that, and it was like it was so bad. I mean, these kids are eight years old or younger, people. And I found myself sitting there, thinking to myself things I could do to push his buttons and make him angry. I'm just being honest. I, I found myself sitting there thinking about. Man, like, like, like things that we 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 could go do this and get him thrown out of the park, and we could go do this, and man, this guy's out of control. I mean, I was I was at a little league game two days ago, and I was plotting revenge on a coach I never even met. Are you with me? Now here's the reality. Okay, the reality is is that whether you admit it or not, we all want revenge. We all want it. We we might mask it and call it justice instead of revenge. But we all want it. And, and, and I think that deep down inside, maybe it's a drive for, for things to be right. Like I, I, this, this situation, this, this isn't right, and it needs to be right. And maybe that's what drives us. But I think if we're honest with ourselves, we find our, ourselves at times like, that's not right. It needs to be this way. We need to do something about it. And, and now listen. Um, I, I understand there's times when things need to be done, but here's the thing, Jesus always checks the heart and the motive. Why are we sitting there saying, this isn't right, this needs to be done? Is, is it really about our neighbor? Is it really about love? Is it really about that? Or is it more about, wait a second, I don't, I don't like what's going on right now, and I think if we're honest with ourselves, we all, we all seek revenge, and again, maybe we mask it with a wor- word called called justice but Jesus once again takes a radical approach as he has through the whole entire sermon on the mount he takes a radical approach and he looks at what's going on in culture at the time and he says listen when you're in the kingdom of God life looks completely different I don't want you to seek revenge I don't even want you to think about revenge And Jesus actually takes them in the opposite direction like he does so often. Jesus doesn't just say, hey, I don't want you to take revenge. Just sit there and tolerate it. He actually, listen, listen, inaction is never Jesus. Jesus is never about inaction. Jesus is about action. It's just that the action he takes is oftentimes vastly different than the action we want to take. Jesus is not into passivity. Christianity is not about being passive. Christianity is not about sitting back and just taking the beatings. Christianity is about being the opposite of the way the world is. Christianity is about well 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 people are are coming at you and people are insulting you and people are coming at you. it's not just sit there well turn the other cheek and do that that's not what Jesus is saying Jesus is saying this I want you to be very active but I want you to offer them the other cheek I want you to offer them your coat also I want you to be generous to that person That is not passive that is active Our faith is active And Jesus is saying, look, I want you to be, I want you to be active about this, but I want you to to reverse it. And here's why we do that. Listen to me. When you are being insulted by somebody, and all of a sudden you are generous to them, do you know how quickly that diffuses the situation? As opposed to when someone is insulting you and you retaliate and you go back after them. Think about it. Think about the simplest little thing. At home, think about your spouse. And the conversations you have, we're just having a discussion, right? And your spouse says something that kind of is a little jab. And then you have an option. All of a sudden, you, you throw a little jab back. Does it do any good? Ever? I see some wise spouses in here. They're staring straight ahead. They're like, I don't know what he's talking about right now. I feel bad for their marriage. Man, nothing good ever comes out of that. So Jesus is saying, I want you to be active. But I don't want you to be active the way the world is. I want you to, want you to be generous. I want you to be generous. Now let me just clarify a few things before we move on. What Jesus is not saying. I want, I want to be clear on this. What Jesus is not saying. Jesus is not saying a physical attack should, be, should not be retaliated. That's not what you, Jesus, is not saying, hey, if you are physically abused and attacked and accosted, just sit there and say, that is not what Jesus is saying here. He made it very clear. He was using language they understood if you are insulted, if insults are coming your way. He's not talking about a, a physical attack. So we can, we can think back here to um, just over the last couple weeks in Israel being attacked by Hamas. And some people are saying, well, Israel shouldn't go in and defend themselves. They shouldn't go in and do that. They should. No, that, 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 listen, that's not what this is talking about. Okay? If, if, if you are being physically assaulted, right? No, we should, we should defend ourselves. Okay? He's not, Jesus is not saying that. He's not saying you shouldn't defend yourself. I want to make that clear. The other thing I want to make clear is that um, Jesus is not saying evil should never be resisted. Okay, How do we know that? Because Jesus' very existence and life here on earth was about resisting evil and overcoming evil and overcoming the evil one. Okay, Jesus is not saying that when evil happens, we should just sit back and tolerate it and, and watch it happen. That's not what he's saying. Okay? The last thing I want to clarify is this, is that Jesus is not saying there is no place for punishment. Okay, there is a place for punishment. There is a place for true justice to prevail and for punishment to take place. But let me just frame it this way. If someone, if someone breaks into your house and you're there, okay, and they want to steal something, okay, it is possible for you to say, hey, here you go. You can take that. And, and here's this. Hey, you want some leftover turkey? Right? and then still pick up the phone and call the police, right? It is possible for me to love somebody on a personal level and forgive someone on a personal level but still have justice prevail in the situation. Because here's the thing, if I don't make the phone call, then I'm not very loving to my neighbor, am I? Because they broke into my house, they might break into yours tomorrow night, okay? But it's possible, are you getting something out of this today? It's possible for me to love at a personal level and still for there to be justice and punishment that happens. What Jesus is dealing with is a personal level, something that had gotten out of hand, and he uses these four examples that that are referenced in Scripture that they would understand and that they could respond to. But if we're honest, man, it's difficult, isn't it? When something happens... Like, it's difficult when something happens to you. Like, it's just that, that, that nature rises up and says, I, I've got to get justice, or I've got to get revenge, or I've got to try to, try to make this thing, thing right. So how, how do we, then, as Christians, as Christ's followers, how do we live this thing out on a daily basis? It's is one thing for, for us to just look at this and say, hey, don't seek revenge, be generous. All right, God bless you. Have a great day, right? But it's, it's another thing to say, wait, how do I walk this out on a daily and a practical? And so I, I wrote down a few things that um, I'm still working on uh, in my life um, when things happen to me, and I'll just share them, I'll just share them with you, you today. How to respond rightly and not take revenge. How to respond rightly and not take revenge. Here's, here's a thought I wrote down. Remember that the Lord is in charge of repaying people for the evil they have done. You and I are not in charge. I think it's it's good of us to remember who's actually in charge of this life, right? When I I became a Christian, when I just said yes to following Jesus, I died to myself. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in, in me right? My old self, man, is, is gone. All things are, are made brand new. So if this life that I live is no longer mine, then I've got to remember who's actually in charge. He is. And I've got to see it through that filter. And when I see it that he's in charge, and he's the one that will deal with it. Romans 12, 19 says this. It says, Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. And, and here's, here's a great thing to remember. If you live by the sword, you die by the sword. If I'm always taking matters into my own hands and dealing with things, and I'm, I'm the one uh, handling the retribution or, or the punishment or the justice or the revenge, just know that me as a human, when I do something wrong, I'm going to fall into the hands of humans as well. But but David, if you go back to the Old Testament, when his punishment was to come, God asked him, hey, what do you want to have happen? And I'll just paraphrase it. He said, do you want to fall into the hands of men, or do you want me to handle it? And David's response was, you take care of it. God, I want you, because you're merciful. You're merciful. You're merciful. And so here it says in Romans, hey, don't, 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 don't be the one that takes revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Man. Um, again, uh, so hard to do. And uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, in my life, I've, I've been on both ends of the spectrum when things have happened, and I've sought to, to handle it myself, and sought to seek revenge, and sought to, to clear my name, and justify, and, and do all those things. And <clears throat> Can I just say this? It's exhausting. It is so exhausting. I mean, it's, it's just a trail that will keep you running forever. Um... And I've been down that. I've been down that I've been down that road, and uh, and I've learned through it. I'm sure some of you have too. But then I've also been in the other place where I'm like, you know what, God, I'm I'm actually going to let you handle it. I'm actually going to do what the Scripture says to do. I'm going to remember you're in charge and I'm not. That this isn't my life. It's 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 yours, and I'm just going to let you handle it. Can I just tell you something? There is so much more peace in that. I mean, you are not exhausted. Man, you are praising through the journey because your eyes aren't on that. Your eyes are on Him. So I think that's the thing. When we seek retribution and revenge and, and we're, we're doing this on our own, our eyes are constantly on that. But when we just say, you know what, God, you're in charge, God, you're the one, our eyes are constantly on Him. And there's peace in that. There's peace in that. So I'll pay back, says the Lord. Psalm 94 1 says this, O Lord. The God of vengeance, oh God of vengeance, let your glorious justice shine forth. Wow, even in that, where are my eyes? My eyes are on him and his glorious justice. So this is what I would do if, man, I'm in a situation where, man, I'm being wronged, I'm being insulted, things aren't going well. Um, You know, I've been asked to do something and man, I have to do it, but you know what? Remember, the Lord is in charge every pain, people. You and I are not in charge. The the second thing I wrote down was this is, concentrate on following God's commands to bless those who mistreat you. Bless them by praying for them and by being kind to them. Let me read that first part again. Concentrate on following God's commands to bless those who mistreat you. Now I wrote this word concentrate on it Um, because if you don't, it ain't gonna happen. I mean, it's one thing, just, yeah, you know, I'm gonna follow God. No, I I gotta focus in on it. I gotta fix my eyes on it. I gotta fix my heart. I gotta fix my spirit on it. I gotta concentrate on following God's commands to bless those who mistreat you, because when you're being mistreated, it's not easy to do it. Luke 6.28 says this. It says, bless those who curse you. Let's be honest. That's not, that's not our initial reaction, right? Someone someone's mistreating you, cursing you, whatever. It's not our initial reaction to, to bless to bless them. That's why we got to focus in on God. What does your word say, God? What do you want me to do, God? What is what are you commanding me as a Christian? How am I supposed to live my life? What is different? And I focus in on that. I concentrate on that, and then I can find myself blessing those that are actually cursing, that are actually cursing cursing me. How about this one, 1 Peter 3, 9 through 12. I love this one. It says, don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. And um, can I just say this? That doesn't just mean publicly, that means privately as well. (laughs) Because I know I've been guilty of it. Someone, someone you know, did something and then later on I'm telling my wife about it. Well those du I mean I don't I don't swear. Out loud. Maybe in my mind I do. <laughs> Sometimes in quotes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um but when you when you're in private. You know, and, and here's the thing is, you know, they, they were looking at through their filter. Um, they didn't have social media. They didn't have a lot of the, the, the resources we do today. Um, but doesn't that seem to be a go-to nowadays? Blogging, social media, the world can see it. Um, what do we do? Seeking revenge. And sometimes it's just so passive aggressive. We don't name the person. You know, but we just talk about the the thing that happened. Um, This is what Jesus is saying. Knock it off. Stop it. Hanging out with family over the holidays. What's your conversations like? What were your conversations like? We'll have a moment of repentance here in a minute. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Listen to this. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That's the Bible. Again, we're not talking about passivity. We're talking about action. When this happens, don't don't insult them back. Instead, pay them with a blessing. This is what God has called you to do. And he will grant you his blessing Man, think about that. I bless somebody else that's insulting me, mistreating me, and get what do I get in return? I get his blessing in return. I get his blessing in return. This is what God's called you to do. For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life, how many of you guys want to enjoy life? Seven of you. I want to enjoy life. If you want to enjoy life and see many, how many of you guys want to see many happy days? Same amount. All right. Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Wow. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Concentrate on following God's commands. Lastly, worship team, you could come on up. Lastly, think about this one. When you are struggling with evil done to you, look to the Lord Jesus and his example as the source of blessing. When you are struggling with evil done to you, look to the Lord Jesus and his example as the source of Blessings. When we look to Jesus, what do we see? We see someone who laid down his life. Yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. No greater love is anyone than this, that he lays down his life for another. <laughs> look to Jesus, the example. Didn't have to do it. The people didn't deserve it, but he did it. The Lord has been kind to you. Romans 2, 4, listen to this one. Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Isn't that a great verse? (laughs) Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with us? Aren't Aren't you thankful for that today? Aren't you thankful that God has been kind to you? Aren't you thankful that God has tolerated you? That's the verse. Aren't you thankful that God has been patient with you? And then the question is asked Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? the goodness of God that leads people to repentance and we find ourselves in those situations where we're struggling because things have been been done to us look to Jesus and remember he's been kind tolerant and patient with you to turn you from sin and what would happen if if we did that to other people that are living a life of sin and they 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 come and they insult us they attack us they they, they 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 say things about us and rather than retaliating rather than revenge rather than justice what if we were just kind to them what if we were just tolerant of them what what what, what if we just loved on them or were generous than like god's been to us could it be that we would begin to help turn them from their sin could it be that they would see something different in you and say wait a second I've never met anybody like that. I've never seen anything like that. No one's ever treated me this way. No one's ever handled a situation like this. What is it that's different? Could it be that if we extend God's grace, his tolerance, his kindness, his generosity towards us, could it be that if we extended that to other people, that a world that so desperately needs hope and healing would find Christ and be forgiven of their sin? Could it be that if we lived completely different, not passive, But could it be if we lived an active life of generosity, of love to people that are mistreating us, that one by one people would be saved and forgiven of their sins. So God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is awesome. God, your word is amazing. Do me a favor, just close your eyes, stand to your feet, you can do two things at once. And uh, as we close out this service, Maybe there's someone here today and you're struggling with, with being mistreated. Some things didn't go down right. Maybe it was family. Maybe it was a job setting. Maybe it was at a school setting, a sports setting. Setting. Listen, man, the settings change, but the, the, it's the same route. There's been some mistreatment, been some things that happened, and you're struggling right now. God's grace is gonna come upon you and you're gonna be tolerant, you're gonna be kind, you're gonna be patient and you're gonna let God handle it. You're gonna let God handle it. You're gonna let God handle it. And maybe in letting God handle it, man, a miracle is in the making. Maybe in letting God handle it, maybe a salvation is on the way. Maybe in letting God handle it, Something no eye has seen, no ear has heard is about to take place. Hallelujah. Just where you're at, just gonna pray for you where you're at today. Um, if every eye closed, every head bowed, you just say, Pastor, that's me. I'm, I'm walking through something right now, and and you're right, thoughts of revenge have creeped up. Thoughts of trying to take justice into my own hands have creeped up. And um, I just want to let God take care of it. With every eye closed, every head bowed, that's you. Just shoot your hand there. I want to pray for you right where you're at. Thank you. Anybody else, just shoot your hand in the air. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Let God handle it. Let God take care of it. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for those that raise their hand. And, Lord, I just pray that your grace and your love and your mercy would cover them. And, God, that they would just trust in you more than ever right now in this moment. And that you, Lord God, would give them peace because, God, it is so exhausting when we lay awake at night thinking about all the ways we could get even. God, that's not of you. God, your word says you give your beloved rest. And I pray that we would let go, we'd forgive, and we'd watch you work in ways that only you can work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Lord, I pray that as we leave this place today, God, we would be wrestling with the truth of these four verses and we'd enact them in our life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hey, we're going to have a a couple of small group uh, leaders up here, maybe some pastors come on up. If you need prayer for anything today, maybe you're one of the ones that raised your hand and you just need someone to walk that journey with you a, a little bit. Man, that's why we're here. We'll walk that out with you a little bit. You need prayer for anything? Love to pray for you. Um, on your way out, make sure you hit the giving tree. We're going to bless people in need. See what you can pick up. See what you can do. If you want to nominate somebody, stop back by there. we got people back there to help you out. God bless. Have an amazing week. Come on back next Sunday as we continue our series. Have a great week.